Hello, ako si Judes Cavillan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga may init at mahalagang issue sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang mga isyong kinakaharap ng PhilHealth. Napakaraming aligasyon ng korupsyon ang lumabas sa hearing sa Senado at Kamara nitong mga nakaraang linggo. Ano-ano ang mahalagang impormasyon na dapat malaman ng publiko tungkol sa isyong ito? Kasama ko ngayon si Namara Cepeda, ang House Reporter na Rappler, at JC Gotinga, ang Senate Reporter na Rappler, para bigyan tayo ng updates tungkol sa PhilHealth. Hi Mara and JC, thank you for joining me today. Hello! Hello, Jadez. Thank you. So, JC, can you tell us paano ba nagsimula itong issue na to? Ano siguro yung trigger na nangyari? Di ba, marami ng sunod-sunod na mga investigations sa alleged corruption sa PhilHealth. But this particular one was triggered by the resignation of Thorson Montes Keith, who is an anti-fraud legal officer sa PhilHealth. So basically, ang trabaho niya, sila talaga yung naghahanap ng fraud dun sa mga benefit claims ng mga hospital sa PhilHealth. Noong nag-resign siya ng late July, July 23, if I'm not mistaken, it was because parang nagkaroon ng altercation in a Zoom meeting mm-hmm. ng mga top executives ng PhilHealth. And dumabas sa Senate investigation na posibleng nandoon si Health Secretary Francisco Duque, who is the chairperson of PhilHealth, right? So, nagkaroon daw ng allegedly sigawan doon sa Zoom meeting na yon, but then yung mga involved doon sa meeting are denying it. But basically, that triggered the resignation of Thorson Montesky, who became one of the main whistleblowers in the Senate investigation. So, yung Senate yung una nakatanggap ng information about Keith's resignation and this altercation involving accusations of corruption. And right away, the Senate decided to investigate it. So, parang before we dive into the other details, can you give us siguro an overview of the PhilHealth leadership? Can you, JC, siguro remind us, sino ba si Ricardo Morales na isa rin key figures sa allegations sa controversy na to? Yes, they call him General Morales no because he's a retired military general. Yung rango niya was Brigadier General. He became president and CEO of PhilHealth in the middle of 2019 because he was supposed to be a replacement for the previous president and CEO kasi nga noon pa lang time na yon, middle of 2019, marami ng corruption allegations. Ito yung mm-hmm. one of the issues was yung ghost dialysis patients if you remember. Uh-huh. So, the reason kung bakit nilagay si Morales sa PhilHealth ni Pangulong Duterte is because he had or he has a reputation of being a man of integrity. Nilagay siya doon precisely to try and rid the organization of corruption. Mm-hmm. Itong si General Morales, he was a member of the RAM, yung Reform the Armed Forces Movement noong mga late mm-hmm. 1980s. So, part of the driving force that ousted Ferdinand Marcos from the dictatorship. Tapos, yun siya. So, reformer siya. No? So, ganun yung kanyang reputation. Mm-hmm. And then, now that he is in PhilHealth, nandun yung expectation na malinis niya yung institution kasi nga napakadaming allegations of corruption. So parang from when unang pumutok itong resignation nga ng fraud officer, siguro weeks ago, biglang ang dami na nangyari. Pero parasabay kasi yung hearings na nangyayari sa House sa Senate, can you give us siguro muna ano yung lumalabas sa mga allegations against officials from the hearings that you've covered and Ano yung response nila 
siguro start tayo kay Mara sa house and then siguro sa Senate after. Okay. So for the house, the house started its hearings about uh, a day or two after the Senate conducted their own. And I think there was an agreement between the chambers that the Senate will tackle the very controversial interim reimbursement mechanism, which you know, JC will talk about later. While the congressional representatives decided to focus on the anomalies on the all-case rate system of telehealth, mm-hmm. this system replaced yung dating sistema na fee-for-service wherein para bawat gastusin mo sa ospital dahil may sakit ka, pag health member ka, yun yung i-reimburse. Ngayon, pagdating dito sa all-case rate system na in-implement fully nung panahon ni former President Noynoy Aquino, bali parang may mga specific na sakit. Tapos for every degree nung sakit na meron ka, kumaga meron na doon fixed rate. Mm-hmm. It's a fixed rate that PhilHealth will reimburse the hospital sa gastos mo. For, so for example, if I have pneumonia, granting for example, a hypothetical amount na 45,000 pesos per severe case of pneumonia, yun yung ibabayad ng PhilHealth sa, sa ospital. Ang issue kasi dito sa case rate system, for example, may sakit nga ako ng pneumonia, pero ang nagastos ko lang sa pag-ospital ko ay 20,000 pesos. Ibig sabihin may natira pang 25,000 pesos. Pero yung 25,000 pesos na yon babayad pa rin ng PhilHealth sa ospital kasi package siya. So ang argument ng mga congressman at congresswomen, dahil ganon hindi naman lagi lahat nagagastos all the time, then there's a leeway na yung pera na yon na hindi magagastos, it probably goes to somebody else's pocket. Mm-hmm. And it's not just PhilHealth officials na nasa main office, pero it goes down to the regional health officials and syempre ultimately dun sa mga ospital. Mm-hmm. According to House Committee on Public Accounts Chair Mike Defensor, from 2013 to 2018 alone, PhilHealth overpaid a total of 102 billion pesos. Meaning, ito yung binayad nila sa mga hospital nationwide na hindi naman talaga nagastos nung pasyente na pinag-isuhan ng case rate package na yon. Mm-hmm. Ang defense naman ni PhilHealth President Morales is that, okay, meron ito, I'm introducing another concept. Meron kasi yung tinatapag government hospital may no-balance billing. Meaning, pag nagkasakit ako, hindi ako pwedeng singilin ng hospital beyond the amount that PhilHealth covers in the case rate package. So, okay yon, di ba? Ang mangyayari doon kasi nalulubi yung mga hospital, lalo yung mga government hospitals. For example, balik tayo doon sa pneumonia ko, kunwari, 45,000 pesos yung package, pero ang ginastos ko, 100,000 pesos. Mm-hmm. So, kulang si ano, may 55,000 pesos na naabono si hospital. Yung sabi ni Morales, ang nangyayari, kapag, hin- let's say, patient, ako si patient 1, si patient 2, hindi niya nag-assess in full yung case rate niya. Yung sobra sa kanya, yun na yung kumagapang bayad dun sa ospital. Yun daw yung logic behind it. Okay. Ang problema kasi hindi natin alam kung totoo ang nangyayari yun. And the congressmen are arguing that the root cause of corruption really is this. Sabi din ni Senior Deputy Majority Leader Boying Remulia who has who was governor of Cavite before he became congressman so may experience din siya handling and dealing with government hospitals. So nagiging unjust enrichment siya sa hospitals. Ibig sabihin yung corruption sa PhilHealth, it's not, it doesn't just involve the so-called PhilHealth Mafia, ika nga nila yung mga senior officials, but it involves down to the hospitals na talagang tumatanggap yung mga packages. Oh, okay. Parang similar siya dun sa dialysis issue last year, no? na parang wala tayong updates na dun. So sa Senate naman, 
JC, ano yung mga nakikita mo na allegations sa lumalabas? The biggest one would be, so here's another concept, Interim Reimbursement Mechanism or IRM. So, yung logic niya, supposedly, it's based on the fact that matagal makapagsingil na makahingi ng reimbursement yung mga ospital sa PhilHealth. So sa mga panahon ng sakuna or yung tinatawag na fortuitous events na binanggit dun sa memorandum na nag-authorize nitong IRM na to, pag may mga ganyang panahon, yung mga ospital, pwede na silang mag-advance nung pera na eventually i-reimburse din naman nila. So, kumbaga ayon dun sa ano yung average amount of money na nire-reimburse nila sa PhilHealth from the previous year, kukuha sila ng 90 days worth nung daily average ng nire-reimburse nila in advance para meron silang pera habang may sakuna. So, according to yung sinasabi ng mga PhilHealth officials during the Senate probe, nagamit na itong IRM noong panahon ng Bagyong Yolanda, uh-huh. noong may gera sa Marawi, and then recently, nung pumutok ang Bulkang Taal. Mm-hmm. So dahil, you know, swamped ang hospitals, hindi sila makapag-liquidate, pero kailangan nila ng pera kasi tataas ang bilang ng mga pasyente, kailangan may pera sila. So si PhilHealth, ina-advance yung magiging reimbursement nila. So, okay. as pointed out by Senator Franklin Drillon, that policy alone is already a testament to the inefficiency of PhilHealth. Kasi hindi mo naman kakailanganin magbigay ng IRM kung updated lagi magbayad sa mga ospital na pinagkakautangan mo, di ba? So, that being said, lumabas kasi sa Senate hearing na meron ng humigit kumulang 15 billion pesos na nailabas as IRM funds sa iba't ibang ospital sa buong bansa mula na nagsimula ang COVID-19. Kasi yung circular na lumabas noong late March, ino-authorize nga na gamitin ng IRM para sa COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Pero dun sa mga ospital, kabilang sa mga ospital na nakatanggap ng 15 billion na yon ay mga freestanding dialysis centers, yung kumbaga yung mga dialysis clinics na wala sa ospital, kung uh-huh. di ba may mga ganyan tayo nakikita. And lying-in clinics, yung mga paanakan. Sabi ng mga senador, bakit mo bibigyan ng IRM for COVID-19 itong mga dialysis clinics tsaka maternity clinics na hindi naman tumatanggap ng COVID patients? Obviously, kasi vulnerable sa COVID ang pregnant women and ang nagdadialysis. May comorbidity sila. Hindi ka magdadala ng COVID patients doon. Obviously, ang argument ng PhilHealth is because lahat naman ng ospital damay sa pandemic. So, kahit ang isang ospital hindi siya tumatanggap ng or isang clinic hindi siya tumatanggap ng COVID patients, tinatanggap naman niya yung mga hindi tinatanggap ng mga ospital na naging COVID referral center. Mm-hmm. Pero ang sabi ng mga senator, no that defeats the purpose kasi everybody na lang makakatanggap. When ang interpretation nila nung memo na nag-authorize itong IRM for the COVID-19 pandemic is that it's supposed to prioritize COVID hospitals. Uh-huh. Ngayon, bukod sa issue na yon, lumabas pa na mayroong 200, so ang napunta sa mga dialysis centers and lying-in clinics nasa mga 226 million pesos. 45 million pesos doon ay napunta sa B. Braun Avitum Dialysis Clinic. So isa siyang chain of dialysis clinics na ng mga senador, bakit ang laki 45 million April pa lang and May, natanggap na ng B. Braun Avitum na isang dialysis center yung kanyang IRM reimbursement whereas may mga ospital na COVID referral hospitals binanggit sa hearing yung ospital ng Maynila at ilan pang mga government hospitals sa ilang regions na 
Hunyo na, Hulyo na, hindi pa nila natatanggap yung IRM nila when sila dapat yung na-prioritize dahil precisely for COVID-19 yung purpose ng IRM. So, kinwestiyon ng mga senador na parang may favoritism na bakit itong maliit na dialysis clinics, ang bilis nila makasingil sa PhilHealth, itong mga malalaking ospital, hindi pa nakakatanggap ng kanilang IRM. Uh-huh. Ngayon, isa pang issue, eh, paano ba kinocompute yung IRM? So, gaya nga na nabanggit ko, nakabase siya sa kung ano yung naging claim ng ospital o ng clinic sa previous year. Pero pinoint out ni Senator Cynthia Villar, hindi yun tama kung ang gusto mong tukuyin ay yung COVID-19 pandemic kasi walang COVID-19 pandemic last year. Ibig sabihin, yung mga sinisingil na rates ng ospital ay hindi nakabatay sa kung ano yung gastos nila sa paggamot sa mga pasyente na may COVID. Uh-huh. Kasi base yun sa normal na sitwasyon last year, uh-huh. yung kanilang IRM rates. Okay, so putting that aside, lumabas pa na mayroong mga ospital For example, sa Region 6, which is Western Visayas, Region 8, Eastern Visayas, mga malalaking ospital na noong pang Abril, ay nakapag-file na sila ng mga dokumentong kailangan nila para makuha yung kanilang IRM funds. Mm-hmm. Pero hanggang nitong huli, noong mga huling meeting, noong huling mga hearings, hindi pa nila natatanggap yung kanilang mga IRM share. Tapos, gaya nga na pinoint out ng mga senador, hindi pantay, no? hindi equitable. Yun yung term na makikita mo sa mga reports natin. No? Yun yung ginamit na term ng senators. It was inequitable. There seems to be palakasan or favoritism kasi parang hindi reasonable yung bakit may mga hospital na mabilis makasingil ng IRM. Merong mga hindi. Bukod doon, merong pang issue ng kung tama ba yung proseso nitong paglalabas ng pera. Ibig sabihin, kung hindi naman siya totoong reimbursement, cash advance talaga siya. So kung cash advance, sabi ng Commission on Audit, dapat may pre-audit. Kung baga, uh-huh. dapat nag apply sa kanya yung mga batas for cash advances. Kasi hindi naman talaga siya reimbursement. Pangalan lang yun. Kasi totoo, cash advance siya. Uh-huh. Yun. So bukod pa doon sa issue ng IRM, lumabas din ay yung quote-unquote alleged overbloating or bloating of yung 2020 budget ng PhilHealth for IT, Information Technology, which is uh-huh. basically their computer system. Uh-huh. Kasi 2.1 billion yung kinukote ng IT department for 2020. Ayon kay President Ricardo Morales ng PhilHealth, kailangan mo kasi ng matinik na IT system para masawata mo yung fraud. Kasi 35,000 claims in a day, hindi mo yun mano-manong babantayan, ma-verify bawat isa. So kailangan ma-computerize. So sabi ni Morales, kailangan mag-invest ka ng malaki sa IT mo. Pero base dun sa mga dokumento na binigay ng mga whistleblowers sa mga senador, tila lumalabas na maraming kumbaga, bloated na items dun sa IT budget ng PhilHealth. Isa dun sa mga glaring na pinoint out nila, mayroong mga items na laptops tapos a certain amount. Sabihin na natin, X million. Uh-huh. Hindi naman sinabi kung ilang laptop yung X million. So, hindi mo, kumbaga, di ba sa gobyerno, hindi pwede nagsasubmit ka ng budget proposal na ganun. Maraming blanko. Susunod, yung network switches, which is an equipment na meron sa lahat ng IT system ng mga opisina. Yung item na pinoprocure nila, pinresyohan nila ng 348,000 isang piraso. Pero ayon sa research ng isa sa mga whistleblowers, 62,000 pesos lang naman daw yun sa market. Uh-huh. Tapos yung pang, pinapa-order ng PhilHealth na model, yung tag 348,000, obsolete model pa. Uh-huh. So may mga ganong issue, no? 15 pieces ng 
348,000 yung pinapabili ng PhilHealth IT Department. So, sobrang laki ng pera. Tapos kung 62,000 lang naman pala, galit na galit yung mga senador. Na paliwanag nyo bakit ganyan yan. Nitong huling hearing, nitong huling Martes, sinubukan ni Senator Panfilo Lacson Pigaeno, yung mga IT heads ng PhilHealth tungkol dyan, hindi rin naman nila maipaliwanag ng malinaw kung bakit lumaki ng ganon. So, dumating din yung punto, uminit na yung ulo ni Senator Lacson at napaamin niya yung dalawa na hindi nga daw nila nabanggit yung buong katotohanan. They weren't able to tell the whole truth daw about this network switches it's another issue susunod yung ownership nitong Bibron Avitum yung, natang, yung nabanggit ko na dialysis clinics kanina na nakatanggap na ng 45 million under IRM kasi oh. ayun kay Torson Keith isa dun sa whistleblowers hindi naman niya ito nakumpirma no? wala naman siya nabigay na ebidensya pero maaring konektado daw yung Bibron Avitum dun sa isa sa mga miyembro ng executive committee ng PhilHealth so mm-hmm. marami pang mga naiiwang ganun no? mga loose ends pa na kailangan pang paliwanagan but basically yun yung mga major accusations na lumabas sa Senate probe. Ang daming parang nakukuwang allegations, ang daming lumabas na mga issue ng mga corruption as accusations. And madami pang Oo. iba Jodessa, hindi Nahilipa. ko kung sasabihin ko lahat, Oo. mauubos yung oras natin, oo. Ang dami kasi isa parang bumuhos lahat, no? Mm-mm. So parang I wanted to ask siguro sa inyong dalawa yung covered nga yung several hearings. Ano yung pinaka-striking siguro na allegations na lumabas mula sa Senate and sa Congress, uh, House of Representatives, Mara? For me, one thing that was striking was, you know, a statement that former DOH Secretary Janet Green made. Because she was former DOH Secretary, she was also part of PhilHealth by virtue of the position. And she argued that the corruption of PhilHealth is really entrenched yan among the long-time career officials in PhilHealth. Mm-hmm. And because they have long been there in PhilHealth, may ganung kultura sa loob. And, you know, there have been, on this day that we recorded this podcast, there was a press conference that PhilHealth rank and file employees actually made. And they said, matagal na yung ganitong sistema sa PhilHealth. So it just echoes the point of Congresswoman Garin that itong mga career officials in PhilHealth, they are so powerful in that institution that they are able to influence whoever will be the new appointees of whoever is the president. Di ba parang in other government officials, it's the other way around. No? Sa PhilHealth pala, yung mm-hmm. career officials yung may say sa mga ina-appoint. Siguro yung pinaka-nakakalungkot kasi yung PhilHealth, di ba, health insurance company siya. It's supposed to pay for the medical expenses of Filipinos, especially indigent Filipinos. Sila yung mas magiging priority. Tapos, peperahan mo lang. Uh-huh. Yun yung mahirap. And makita mo, the extent of the corruption is so vast. Kasi, katulad ng sinabi ni JC, ang daming issues. Precisely, ibig sabihin, parang ang dami-dami nilang nahanap na racket sa loob para pagkaperahan. Diba? I mean, tayo nga, naiinis nga tayo pag binabawasan tayo ng PhilHealth. Paano pa kaya yung minimum wage o mababa talaga yung sweldo tapos oh. mapapanood mo sa TV, mababasa mo online sa dyaryo na kinukorop lang pala yung pera na dapat sana pa nagkasakit ka. Siguro yun yung pinakanakakalungkot kasi a lot of the officials in PhilHealth are also doctors. Oh. They're also lawyers. So they know, diba? Parang we expect you to help protect lives and keep people safe. But hindi nila ginagawa yun. Yun, yun yun siguro yung pinaka-striking for me. Kasi this is, it spans presidencies apparently. JC? Yeah, exactly. Sobrang feel ko yung sinasabi ni Mara. Kasi yun din yung sasabihin ko. Imagine billion. According to Torson Montesky, 15 billion daw yung nakulimbat nung kung sino man yung mafia. 15 billion at least. 
si Morales mismo inamin niya na every year merong 10 billion na napupunta sa fraud. Hindi necessarily napupunta sa tao ng PhilHealth, pero kumbaga dun sa mga kahit yung mga maliliit na pina-up case mo yung pneumonia, ginagawa mong TB and ganon. All in all put together, may confirmed na 10 billion na nawawala sa PhilHealth dahil dyan. Na syempre hindi naman nila magagawa yun kung wala silang kakontsaba sa loob. Oh. Isipin mo kung ilang tao yung pwedeng mapagaling ng 10 billion. Yung mga tao na tumigil sa pagdadialysis kasi naubusan sila ng pera tapos namatay. Or pwede sanang nakabili ng ganitong gamot, naoperahan sana ng ganyan. Ngayong panahon ng COVID, kung sana nadala sa ospital, magkano lang naman siguro yung naging kapos sa ipambabayad nila sa ospital, ikinamatay nila, samantalang may mga tao, binubulsa nila yung billion-billion, ba? Paano nila nakakaya sa konsensya nila yun? And parang we have to remember na, ba dati, sabi nila, i-cover lahat ng PhilHealth yung COVID cases, no? And then eventually, they say, hindi na kasi hindi kaya ng funds. Siguro yung mga nakurakot in the past years kung nandun pa, hindi sana mo oh, oh, exactly. So, pero exactly. are we seeing, are we seeing more questions than answers now? Definitely. One huge, humongous question mark na with all of these revelations coming up, the big question is, where is the money? And what are we supposed to do to stop bleeding this much money from our healthcare system every year? Alam mo yun? Oo. Marika, are you representatives or ikaw mismo, are you satisfied with how the officials are answering the allegations na lumalabas sa House of Representatives? No, because, you know, the impression really here is that I feel like there are different ano ba, factions in PhilHealth mm-hmm. that even kahit yung mga whistleblowers, you sort of question, you know, what are their real motives? Because some of these whistleblowers have pending administrative cases also and... Mm-hmm parang lumalabas, naglalabasan lang sila ng kasamaan. You know, they're airing each other's dirty laundry, probably because nagkasigawan sila dun sa Zoom meeting na, you know, minention ni JC kanina. And so, again, this is, uh, corruption doesn't just happen among our elected officials. They happen even in appointed government positions among oh. officials who would rise to the ranks and you would expect, you know, would have a deep respect for the institution they are serving. All because oh. in the name of power and money, ang nafeel ko nangyayari dito is naglalabanan yung mga faction kasi kahit pang nagtatanong yung mga senators at yung mga congressmen, they don't give a straight answer and there's always a pattern of may I refer you, sir, or refer you, Mr. President, refer you, Mr. Chairman, to SVP ganito, to SPP ganito, can will be able to answer. And baga nagpapasahan sila ng sagot. So, the question is, bakit ganon? Of course, someone's going to own up to the allegations, ba? But it just makes you wonder, who are they covering for? So, from what I'm seeing, itong mga recent hearings, nag-open talaga ng floodgates sa PhilHealth na alam natin na hindi lang ito yung first corruption issue, allegations that they face. Ang daming issue na lumabas, yung mga baho ng mga officials. But before we go into the reaction figure of the stakeholders of Malacanang, let's listen to this overview of our Raptor podcast. May a lot of people, but not much a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm polyamorous label to basically justify anything, mm-hmm. to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on, mothers, dissing yeah. on motherhood, oh, about, on parenthood. It's like a purely person-to-person basis. Oh, oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. 
Hi, welcome back to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. I'm Judesco Villan and we're here with Mara Cepeda and JC Gotinga. We're talking about the PhilHealth controversy. In the first part of this podcast, we discuss yung allegations sa lumabas during the hearings. So JC and Mara, what do you think will come out of the hearings? Siguro based sa mga nangyayari in the past sa Congress, ano yung magiging parang end goal of the hearings sa Congress, sa Senate, sa House of Reps? For the House, I think that the lawmakers will push for PhilHealth to abolish the all-case rate system. I don't know lang if they would want to revert to the fee-for-service kasi it's also prone to corruption also. Kung pwede namang sabihin na, oh, gumasos ako ng ganito para sa x-ray and several lab tests worth 50,000 pesos pero yun na ilalagay sa resibo pero hindi naman pala talaga yun yung may, may overpricing na naman na nangyayari. So, I think they will try to push for legislation that will make PhilHealth abolish that. And I also think that they will, actually not just the House, but I think our lawmakers from both houses will demand some top-ranking PhilHealth officials to resign. Pero hindi lang natin alam kung sino-sino yung mawawala ng trabaho and if mare-recycle ba sila ni Duterte because he has that habit really. Yan. Yes, exactly. Yun din yung maneho ng Senate. No? Of course, it's an investigation in aid of legislation. So ultimately, as lawmakers, ang pakain nila is to make adjustments to an existing law or laws or make new laws para matanggal yung corruption, no? matanggal yung tagas dun sa perang lumalabas sa PhilHealth every year. So they're looking at meron makailangan baguhin dun sa batas na nag-create ng PhilHealth sa universal healthcare law. But beyond that, syempre magre-recommend yung mga senador and the representatives and may wait yung sinasabi nila. No? So Itong araw lang na to na nag-record tayo ng podcast natin, nag-adopt ang Senate ng resolution urging President Rodrigo Duterte to suspend the top management of PhilHealth. Of course, the ombudsman already suspended some of them, no, 13. Pero ang pinagtataka daw ni Senate President Vicente Soto III is that si Morales, the president, the top honcho, is still there. Mm-hmm. Also, yung mga senador have been very hot on the heels of Secretary Duque. In oh. fact, their last hearing, hindi na nila plano magkaroon ng pangatlong hearing, but they did a third hearing precisely because they wanted to summon Duque because he is, after all, the chairman of PhilHealth. And they have been urging Duque to resign and that hasn't changed. Many of the senators think he is not fit to be health secretary or chairman of the PhilHealth. So there will probably be strong words about Duque in the recommendation that they will put out. So also, so just before we recorded this podcast, no, nag-decide yung Senate na tapos na sila sa hearing, they've heard enough. They are going to begin drafting their committee report and their recommendations over the weekend. And within a week, plano na nila itong ilabas. Pero what's Malacanang's response so far ba regarding this issue? Siguro anyone of you can answer. Kasi for context, we know the president often said na he's very much against corruption. Sabi niya, di ba, one whiff of corruption and then you're out. Inline pa ba yung actions niya dito sa sinabi niya na yun? He's been very lenient with Duque for one and also with Morales. Dito sa hearing, si Senator Bongo, yung tono niya, and we know that Senator Bongo is the alter ego of the president. Si Senator Bongo's tone towards Morales is still lenient although meron ng pagtatanong na along the lines of ano, kaya pa ba? Kaya ba yung problema? Ano ba yung problema? But hindi pa umabot sa punto na may akusasyon from the executive or people associated with the executive to say na Morales is complicit. Although the senators have been floating that idea na either naiisahan si Morales ng mga taong nasa paligid niya or kasabot siya. The president also ordered a separate investigation on PhilHealth. 
be led by Malacanang Undersecretary Melchor Kitain. Pero yun na nga, the thing is, in past corruption cases, si Duterte mismo yung nagsabi, you're out, I fired you. Pero dito ang lenient niya. So it sort of also again shows us that the president is selective when it comes to going after corrupt officials. And even when he does fire them, we know that he just recycles them, reassigns them somewhere else. So it just makes you wonder if this still health corruption allegations again or this scandal will bring about some reform because the president isn't, who's supposed to have an iron fist on, on crime and corruption, isn't really too much alarmed on, on the extent of this. And we're suffering through a pandemic. Jodes, if I may add, no, yun din yung isa sa mga striking para sa akin dito sa nasasaksihan nating mga hearing na yung mga officials ng PhilHealth at ng ehekutibo, parang kulang sila sa galit. Parang at the rate na the accusations are going, parang hindi ba kayo outraged? Hindi ba kayo napapahiya na may, nakukuha pa nilang ipagtanggol yung mga sarili nila? When the fact is, meron kayong nawawalang perang hindi nyo maipaliwanag kung nasaan. And doon pa lang, hindi ba dapat naninikluhod na kayo sa sambayanan para humingi ng paumanhin na na nawala na nais kung hindi man sila yung kumulimbat ng pera nawala nila yung pera oh for my last question siguro this is for Mara na kasi sa Senate nagrap pa sila ng hearings ba so Mara what do you think should happen pa sa hearings sa House of Reps na would make the hearings worthwhile or magkakaroon ng mas concrete na ending well, tomorrow, August 20, the House will be holding another hearing and they are inviting specific hospitals from several regions. And these are supposedly hospitals who have pending fraud cases and who still receive their allocations for the IRM. So I think the next step of the House really is to be able to provide concrete evidence of the overbloating and the unfair system and supposed favoritism para claro para when they do file their recommendations their committee reports which you know can be used in filing criminal cases in court can be used as evidence meron na talaga they could already make the case you know it's not just going to be may investigation in sa, sa media may public trial pero ultimately walang kaso walang makukulong so, kailangan the challenge for lawmakers is really to present to us that evidence and to really help us connect the dots. And ultimately, for us to give a picture of who really are responsible for this widespread corruption in the agency. So, on that note, let's see if mangyayari nga yung mga na-mention ni Mara and if magkakaroon ng solid na report yung Senate. We're crossing our fingers because PhilHealth remains to be one of the most corrupt yet very important agencies na marred with controversies. So thank you, JC and Mara, for joining me today and for explaining ang mga nangyayari. Thank, thank you, you so Jody. Much so thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapper and Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Rapper Plus. This is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Sign up by visiting rapper.com slash plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, email us at investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Jodes Gavilan and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.